Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Motor Up Sports. This is episode 69, and it's perfect because uh, Grant's doing this episode on the shitter. I would like to name this episode, uh, episode XX, because uh, it's too explicit to put this on YouTube, and we don't want any of this valuable information to be shadow banned. So, Kenny, please do us the, do us the honors, do the viewership, do everyone the honors, and just name this episode XX. And you're right, it does make sense. I'm doing this episode from a toilet before we're <laughs> live. But, but, but tell them why. It's the, only, it's the only quiet space with light in the house that you have right now. It's the only place that I can really talk about motor up sports. So really, Kenny, I'm blessed to be here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me back. I'm motored up to begin with, so let's start. All right, let's get going. So horrible weekend for Michigan State basketball and to make matters even worse, Michigan keeps their bubble hopes alive. So we're just going to get straight into it today. What an atrocious game for Michigan State. I mean, and that game is the epitome of the last three years of Thomism in Michigan State basketball. That game showed every little thing that has gone wrong in the last three years, and it all came together in one game. And I've been trying to, like, you know, I've been thinking all week, what should I say? How should I address it? I got to be a little sensitive right now because everything that's happened, so I can't come on here and scream about how bad they are like I should. So I kind of sat here and kind of thought about all week, what should I, all week, what should I say? And and that's the conclusion I've come to, is that this is the epitome of everything that's wrong with the program right now. Laziness. Complacentness. Um, Izzo, I mean, let, let's move on to Izzo, how he's been arrogant, how he's not been willing to adjust to the game, how he has said it multiple times in the last three years. Oh, I never thought about doing that in, in a post conference, in a press conference interview. Like when he said, we never considered following up three with five seconds to go. Everybody and their mothers knew that shot was going to go in. I knew that shot was going to go in the second he touched the ball. Everybody knew it. Everybody in the arena knew it. Every Michigan State fan at home knew it. And I don't know why teams don't do it. Wisconsin didn't do the same thing with Hunter Dickinson. I don't get why teams don't do it. Just follow them. Force them. Just follow them. Force them to miss miss the second free throw intentionally. It has never made sense to me why teams don't do that. That game was everything that's wrong with Michigan State basketball right now. And I don't think you can disagree with that. Kenny, no, I don't disagree, but on a more fine print level, I think this, if anything, should be relieving to Michigan State fans in some regards of now that we've seen we're we're almost into February, or we're into February, we're almost into March, and we've seen the Big Ten play out, we've seen how Michigan State has played out, and uh, Michigan State's loss to Iowa was now a clear indicator that Tom Izzo and this team has not and might not win to the standard and the pedigree of expectation. And it's not because Tom Izzo isn't acquiring in the portal. I think for up until this point, it has been the default of where you're looking at this team and you go, you know what, we're lacking a star. In some ways, you're lacking experience besides of Hoggard, Walker, and maybe that's about it. This team does not not only have that star power, but they don't have the willpower. They don't. I was I the Iowa game. The only one who seemed to have their head on straight in the last two minutes was AJ Hoggard and uh, really, and Hogard. And in overtime, 
Everyone lost it. No one could do it. And that the fish stinks from the head. You got to look at Tom Izzo. This is something is not right. It's not by any means. This is not to abandon ship because you know what? The team still has the potential and capability. Guard play matters in March. Michigan State has good guard play. They will have continued, I think, increased guard play. But I think you got to worry that you don't have much of a down low dominant force. Who's gonna who's gonna play Hunter Dickinson and Michigan on the bubble team? Who's gonna guard Trace Jackson Davis, a good Indiana University team? Who's gonna it, it, Michigan State is gonna be let down? I think we've now seen not by really lack of complete talent, but lack of you're right ability to piece it together, and that's on the head coach. I'm just going to read something off to you right now. And I think one of the, we don't talk about enough is how bad he has struck out on every recruiting class from fast from my year. So 2019 on. So 2019, this no, was, 2018 wasn't fine. It was, it was okay. It was okay. This class, he struck out completely. Rocket Watts, bust. Malik bust. Hall. Okay. Not bust. Not, not a bust. bust Only one but not he's bust. been nothing special. Ah, he's been pretty reliable. But in regard to a national talent, yeah, no, no. From being your second recruit in that class and coming off the bench your senior year, I say he's just eh. Okay. Julius Marble, meh. Joey Hauser has never lived up to expectations. I'm sorry, he just hasn't. And, and that's the honest truth of it all. 2020. Mati Sissoko, bust. And then A.J. Hogard. Okay. No, you I think he's, can't a, I think he's been really good. You are I think this, is, this is your delusion. Yeah, this is where your your fandom derails you. Sissoko, right. not bust. Hauser, in many ways, what was he, a three-star? Like, you know what no, I mean? No, he was a transfer from Marquette that was average. Like transfer from Marquette, three-star transfer from Marquette. Where he's, these guys are – you're proving your point, if anything, that Izzo's recruiting is not. 2021, Max Christie. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a grade for him because he wasn't ready to go pro, but he was never going to be anything. Well, well, he went pro. You got to give him B plus, at least. He, uh, it, it's an incomplete grade. He did nothing here. He, he went pro off of being a five-star. He didn't go pro off of doing anything here. Let's be, on, let, let's be honest with ourselves here. Jaden Aikens. Been very good. Pierre Brooks, massive bust. Ron Tyson has a transfer, so he filled his backcourt fine. The point I'm getting to is he's not winning the recruitment. Pierre Brooks has been – I've seen Pierre Brooks play in the eighth grade. I've seen Pierre Brooks play in the eighth grade, and I really thought having – when someone who I was watching very closely at the time, Cassius Winston, I'm like, wow, this is Cassius. But if he has four inches on Cassius, and that's at the point of eighth grade, Pierre Brooks has just not been able to space the floor, not an offensive presence, seems undersized to guard the three and four position, not quick enough to guard the two position. Yeah, there's been a lot of things that haven't panned out for Tom Izzo, which I think have worked out in the past. It's okay. He doesn't need to hit on all of his recruits, because you know what? He's had recruits that who were not highly recruited that he's coached into new levels. Draymond right, but Green. Who, but who is he coaching? Keelan Lucas. Okay, okay, fine. But the point I'm making here is he's getting the same recruits as he was before, and he's not developing them. 
and the players not developing he, them. No, and that's what so, the Iowa game clears. That, so that's what it clears up. So that's he strikes what it out. Up. That should that should be a sigh of relief. Of hey, the issue might just be Tom Izzo. If you're a Michigan State fan, that's it. Clear as day. You don't have to look at okay. Well, we don't have a Cisco's a bust. That's not true. That's not the problem. The problem is putting the pieces together. And I can't say, although Michigan won that game against Wisconsin, Michigan, I don't think is in any better place. I think they've been miraculously put in a position where they're able to succeed without having Jet Howard, because I think Jet Howard will be a phenomenal NBA potential. I think he hurts that team. And I think the fact that Hunter Dickinson makes that shot from 36 feet away at the buzzer off one dribble, not looking at the basket, is fluke. So that being said, I think Michigan will continue to fluke their way until the Sweet 16 somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, mean? what I was like, going to say today, too. No, I was going to say the same thing. But the thing is, like, okay, so like we're recording right now in the middle of the Michigan State-Nebraska game, and they're getting their asses handed to again. It's halftime. They're down like around 15-ish. I have the scores that up on the screen. But they, they're getting absolutely destroyed. And what's pissing me off about this year is just like this whole year you're sitting there you're like, this team's going to come together. This team's going to come together. This team's going to come together. And we've said it all year. At some point, all the pieces are going to mesh. And it seemed like after that IU game, things were going to start heading in our direction. Remember, that was probably the best complete game they've played all year. Iowa and they didn't even was win. a better game, but they couldn't close it. They, they couldn't didn't even close win. It. It was, that was probably their best game that I've seen them play. All year and they didn't win. It's atrocious. I and I, I I'm not gonna like sit here and say, well, fire time is like it's a stupid thing to say. It's an immature thing no, to say. You're right. I agree. But it's an immature thing to say. But he needs to start getting criticized a little more fairly because to be honest with you, yeah, I mean, he did take us the five final fours in two two from two two thousand to twenty ten. But the fact you've only gotten two, gotten the two since then. That's something that has really got to start looking round. at and saying, well, is this the Michigan State standard right now? Because you're Michigan State. You're a blue blood. You don't have the luxury of being Illinois and being good every two or three years and making a, a, a first-round exit, right? Like, Illinois, Iowa, Rutgers, you have the luxury of being mitts, right? But right now, you've been mitts for three straight years. You're about to be exited in the first round now for three straight years. In the first weekend. If Sorry, they're lucky. The first weekend. If this they're is about lucky. three years in a row of this, and you have a huge class coming in next year with stars across the board. And hopefully, by the grace of God, this this is the fixator, fixating class and the, the savior of the Tom Izzo era in the exact turning point of it. But what needs to happen first before we even get this class in and rolling, you need to find a transfer big. Because this is my problem, okay? There were like 800 or 700 players on the portal. You're telling me that you were comfortable. I mean, and I've watched high school film, raw film. I'm not talking about like the film of like like highlights. I'm talking about, you know, I watched in the offseason, raw film of Jackson Kohler, and he was nowhere near ready. And I said it on the podcast that entire offseason. He would he would get a nice bucket like he's doing right now. He would get a nice bucket on the offensive end, and he'd get absolutely cooked on the, on the other end the next play. And you're seeing the same thing happen right now with him. 
Same thing, same habits. Every yeah, happening. no, Michigan yeah, State. I saw Michigan, my... Michigan State's got their own Hunter Dickinson. It's kind of the... fun to see. Mari Sissoko was never good. He was never ready. He was never like he was just never ready to play from day one. I mean, he came in here and you thought by now he'd be ready to play, right? But he's not. Because I'm gonna make this argument right now. I'd rather see. I'm dead serious. I'd rather see Jackson Kohler or Carson Cooper than Maya Sissoko play for me right now. Because at least I know you're getting at least a bucket, potentially, out of Kohler. So, so and that's, and that's, you as a, that's you as a frustrated state fan. I can tell you, honestly, Cooper and Kohler, Cisco needs to just find his game offensively. Because you know what? That might be the missing piece for this team. Although they're missing this game in the first half, you need to, he needs to find himself in the pick and roll. He needs to find himself under the basket when shots are going up. Because also, I, I don't know the numbers, but Michigan State's rebounding has definitely got to be weak amongst the Big Ten, who is just beating up each other like everyone's everyone's the nerd. Everyone's a bully and everyone's the nerd. And that's another thing that I've learned from Michigan State's loss to Iowa and Michigan's win to Nebraska, both in overtime, is that the Big Ten is just not good. No. Like, that's the thing. It's just terrible. Terrible. I mean, like, there's nobody. Like, if Northwestern is your number two or three seed in the Big Ten tournament, you don't think the conference just sucks? Like, like in all seriousness, like, okay, Indiana's getting hot right now at the right time. I think they can be a sneaky run in the tournament. They've won nine of their last ten, and the game they lost was at Breslin. And, like, what I heard and what I've, what I've heard from on campus, the best environment they've had since the Miles Bridge. I like IU for a Final Four favorite. Really? Also, yes. Wow. I Possibly only because – because they got guard play in Huchifino and in Langston Galloway and that fucking seventh year senior. What's his name? He's not a guard, but no, oh, Miller, Miller Cop. Oh yeah, Miller Cop. Yeah, where he he's got to be one of the most dislikable players in the Big Ten, oh, besides yeah. from Hunter Dickinson. He where he's just been in the Big Ten, or maybe he hasn't been in the Big Ten for that. Where he's now back to back seasons with Indiana. He's unlikable, but they're. I think they're. Uh, they're a team that's going to win in March. And actually, although you mentioned nine of ten, two of those last nine being against Purdue, and this might totally bite me in the ass. What is? But it? I think Purdue is another team. Purdue is another team in the Big Ten, and of course, I'm sure they were highly ranked in the beginning. No way you're going to say they're taking a run. Not to Final Four. Okay. I think the two. Farthest, most exceeding teams in by a long shot. Maybe the only teams to see into the second weekend, I think, are Indiana and Purdue. And once again, we'll be let let down by a disappointing, disappointing uh, Big Ten appearance by, or a Big Ten appearance in March. I agree. So okay, so I'm gonna go first, and then we'll hop into Michigan because while we're just talking about teams that could take a run, as he rips the baby. <laughs> Okay, you got four. Give me five teams because obviously the bracket won't lay out the way it is. So here, here's my thing. Give me five teams that you think have the best chance of making the final four, and give me two sleeper teams that can take a run. I'll go first. So I think my four final four teams that I will the five final four teams I will safely pick: Kansas, 
I think they're just built. Like they're better. Than, I think they're better than they were last year at this time. And they're hotter than they were last year at this time. I mean, Kansas is going to take a run. I think you're going to see Arizona. I, I like the way the roster is constructed. I, they have a lot of just international guys that can all stretch the floor. They're all athletic. They're, I think they're built for March. They're, they're a pretty experienced group. Arizona will take a deep run, I think. That's two. I think you're going to see a really deep run this year out of Baylor. They're getting hot again at the right time. And then my fourth team, you're going to laugh. And I think you're going to think it's hilarious. This is actually a sleeper. I like TCU. Look, teams that take runs in marches, it's never outside that one year of Kentucky, the team that is inexperienced and young, right? We, we see it every year. Remember Texas Tech a few years back, right? Remember that. They took the run off of fifth-year seniors, sixth-year seniors, juniors, and seniors. The way that TCU's roster is constructed, first off, they're a top 25 school right now. Nobody's talking about them taking a run right now. They have the experience to take a deep run. And they, they start a very, very, very experienced squad that could take them deep in March. Another sleeper team of mine, Creighton. Remember what we said all year in the offseason? Remember, Creighton was his like sleeper favorite everybody was talking about. Remember that. They started nine and eight. They started off horrible. They, they weren't even, they were out of the tournament picture at one point. And now Creighton's peaking at the right time. I have trouble not picking Creighton with the talent they have to not take a run. And then another it sleeper is. team is Arkansas. We know that we know that March is about peaking at the right time. And so I have one, uh, well, Kansas overlaps for me. For you, so that's one. I think Kansas, like you said, and this was my own thought, but yes, Kansas is better than what they were last year. And if they won it all last year, why couldn't they just at least show up again this year? Right. I like Indiana again because of peaking at the right time and for the reasons I already mentioned. You got guard play. Literally, I think lottery pick level guard play in Hood Shavino. You got experience, big man play. And Trace Jackson Davis, they're deep. They play nine nine guys. Um, I think Alabama, which people might think this is nuts because they're like, okay, Brandon Miller situation, uh, Alabama, illegitimate program, fraud, basketball program, won't figure it out. I think they're too fucking sick. I think they're too good to not – like, I think they'll – they're going to beat up on good teams and they might lose a bad one. Right, or that might be week one. I think if they get out the the first weekend, then like how like how strong of a division could they be playing? I think uh, um, my fourth team, and this is where I I think about TCU. Where yeah, they're also fun to watch right now, but I don't think they can be good at the same time as the football. So that like it's just too much TCU. I don't want TCU. I don't want TCU. I don't legitimately think this is going to happen. I don't think Indiana and Purdue. But I think there's still a chance Purdue where they've hung around in the top 10 all year, all season. I liked them last year and they couldn't figure it out. I just, Zach Eady is, when he, he is a dominant force in basketball and they have 
a smart offense. They score points. It's can they hold? I think can they hold other teams up? And honestly, I don't have my two sleepers yet. I only because I'm Big Ten. I've just watched too much Big Ten okay, this year. Fair. So that's where I'll add another sleeper of. Like I said, Michigan might either Michigan might do something stupid. Having seen how they won that game against Wisconsin, which I don't think they deserved, and watching their run last year, which I don't think was deserved. Michigan just is constantly handed <laughs> handed wins in March, I feel like, and they're handed wins in late February. See, and and that's my fear. That's my fear. Michigan takes the run. Michigan slips their ass in as this like eleven seed that plays in, right? Like I think what's gonna happen, and this is where things can get real shaky and interesting, is let's say Michigan gets the double buy, which I think personally hurts them more than helps them, right? Because you play a double buy that's less games for you to win to boost your resume. Let's say they get a double buy, which is what I think is going to happen. Anything can happen between now and set and Sunday night because I mean we've seen it right now. Like everybody's separated by game, so. If Michigan gets a double bye, I think they play in as just like 11 seed in the play-in because they'll be second or third in the Big Ten. So, you know, the, the committee's going to look at it and be like, well, we can't just take all these other teams in the Big Ten, but man, it's second, right? So they'll play in. Now, on the flip side, now let's say they 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 don't even get the – they get a single bye, which helps them. They, they might not even play in. I think they do find their way in. They will split Indiana and Illinois, and they'll get it. Um. Don't take it wrong. I mean, they're peaking at the right time right now, unfortunately, and that's something. And as hateable as Hunter Dickinson is, and as his draft stock might have plummeted since his freshman year, his villain arc, his 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 wanting to be a villain, it works. The more corny as he has become, the more hateable the team has become, and actually has gained momentum as we've seen. Like, I really – I couldn't think – to tell me Michigan's a bubble team 10 games ago, I'm thinking Michigan State's the bubble team. I'm thinking Michigan State's finding things that are going to click at this time of year. I'm thinking Michigan is looking like the bottom of the division and looking hard at everyone else up. But They're coming back right now. They're they've like been a- able to – Michigan State's down how much? Oh, three now. They're coming back. They're going to win this game. <laughs> What did I say? I said they were down when they were down fifteen. What did I say? It's fucking. Was, was that recorded when this? They're on a seven-zero run in the last minute right now. How much time is left? Fourteen. So state's gonna find their way on a road win, which is good. I I'm just concerned, like like that for example. You're down fifteen. Okay, let's just go back to that shit. You're down fifteen points. You're playing a team like Kentucky. Man, Kentucky's a horrible example. Who's the team you'd play in the first round? Let's just say play a team like Kentucky's another sleeper team. Agreed. But let's just say your first round, you get paired up against Arkansas, which is a realistic matchup they'll get for viewership rating. You know the, the ratings will be through the roof. You have Nick Smith and Anthony Black against Michigan State. First round matchup, book it. Watch, it's going to happen. You're telling me they fall behind 15 points to Arkansas. Or they fall behind 15 points to... Don't come back. Don't come back. They don't. 
And, and, and only because it's Big Ten. Only because it's Big Ten play. And I know that's what's been so deceiving. But that's the thing. Either they fall behind 15, they come back and they win by four. Or they're up eight like they were against Iowa, like they were against Illinois, like they were against Purdue. They're up late at the end and they blow it. This team is yet. And this is why they're not going anywhere. Can I tell you why they're not going anywhere? Because they haven't played a complete game all year. For more than two games in a row. For more than two games in a row. They played one complete game all year. You want to know what it was? IU. Uh, the, the the first home game back. They, I they need played you to the- clip that. Clip that and tag Woodward Sports. Tag 97-1. Tag Mike Valeni. Tag Adam Bayuhind. Uh, did I say that right? Adam Bayuhind. Is yes. that his name correct? Uh, Bay- yeah, correct? yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to tag these people and you need to let them know how you feel, Ken. Because you know what? You're coming in hot and you're coming in motored up. And we're talking to I came in motored up. This is what we live for in late February. But but that's the thing. You can't come in the March and not play two straight complete games all year. It's not going to, you're just not going to win. End of the story. I mean, they've they've played, they'll play one amazing game and they'll follow it by like the sack of shit game, right? The next game after that. And then they'll come back, they'll play another bad game. But at that point, it doesn't even matter because you already lost in March. That's your season. So until they can piece yep. together, now they're falling behind again. Until they can piece together three games in a row. I want three games in a row pieced together. So that's your win last... in the March. They can that's do that. Just... They they will take a run. Meaning they need so to that's... win. They need to win. That's this game. The next game and a Big Ten game, you gotta you gotta win. You have to this, win. Even this isn't a full program. This isn't a complete game they're playing. They're down fifteen in the first half. I'm talking about you gotta come out dominate from start to finish. If they can do that against Ohio State on Senior Night Saturday, Ohio then, State's garbage. It doesn't matter if they do that. Ohio State's just as bad. I'm just saying, just just saying. They go out there, they beat Ohio State, and then they can t- put two together in the Big Ten tournament. And I'm I'm saying they have to play like. A full 40. Now, I'm not saying if they play 36. I don't care. They need to play a full 40 for three games in a row. If they can do that and get it, I, I will t- I will come on here and say they'll take a sweet 16 run. But until they do that, their first round exit, second round exit, and that's it, and that's their season. And unfortunately, this is what the Izzo legacy is about to be if he can't get out of the first round next year again. You heard it next here first. For him. If he can't win next year, that's it. Kenny, what are you going to do when people start coming when you're like a local celebrity, when people start confronting you about your takes in public? How are you going to handle that? Oh, I, I would debate them, bro. But I, I truly don't think this team is capable of a run. But I'll be back again on Wednesday. I'm going to watch the end of this game, probably lose my mind. And I'll be back on Wednesday. <laughs> Thanks, Grant, for coming on. <laughs> Kenny, it was a pleasure. I love talking. You know what? Really, I'm actually really excited for this time of the year, what this show is going to bring. I think March is going to be a huge break, the big break. I think it's March. It's time. Hey, when I drop this episode tomorrow, um, tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow morning, it's March. You've been grinding this shit, bro. You deserve it. Been, you deserve it. You've been doing great. You're 69 episodes in. It's crazy. I remember when you did episode one. You've been grinding. Crazy. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't oh, stop. No. Keep going. Thank Love. you, Grant, for coming Let's on. Let's go. I'm We're going to have you on again Motor throughout down. March Madness. Best time of year. 
and hopefully it can become a better time of the year if Michigan State can put their shit together and take a run. So I will see you guys on Wednesday.